Open your Bibles to the book of John, John chapter 1. Thankful that God is moving among us. It's a mighty outpouring of His Spirit. Man, I, I was overwhelmed at uh, the amount of guests and new people that we had here on Sunday. It was incredible. I'm telling you, God's stirring up this city. And uh, by the way, if you're a guest here tonight, thank you for coming to worship with us. We thank you for taking time to come and be with us. John chapter 1 and verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And then, very familiar, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to talk to you tonight, uh, probably won't spit to the fifth row tonight, and I'm going to talk to you tonight, you know, we're in spiritual warfare, we're in a battle for the souls of our family, the souls of our children, for the souls of our neighbors and friends. And in every battle, there are many weapons. And in order to be successful in that battle, those that handle those weapons must have an understanding of what exactly it is that they have. And spiritual battle is no less. In fact, probably more important. For you to understand what you have. And I want to talk to you tonight just simply about the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. First of all, I, I want you to understand that you can't be saved without the Holy Ghost. Well. The Bible says, except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. Come on, is there anybody believe that it takes a Holy Ghost to make it to heaven? Now, 
There's a couple of things that happen when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's a couple of gifts that come to you. First of all, the Bible tells us that we become sons of God. Through our willingness to surrender to Christ, we have the right to sonship. And because we have the right to sonship, that means that everything that belongs to the Father belongs to us. Now, I, I want you to realize the gift that you have. You have a right to the things of the kingdom. They're, they're not an option. You have a right to them. You know, a lot of times when I'm counseling folks, when they're praying for the Holy Ghost, uh, you know, the Bible makes us to understand that the Holy Ghost is a gift. You know, I, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone that if you put a gift out in front of them, will just say, eh, yeah, sorry. Particularly if it's a mystery gift, just their, uh, their ability to wonder what's inside would drive them to say, okay, I'll take it. The Holy Ghost is God's gift to mankind. It is God manifested in the flesh. Ah, oh, you're not going to help me. I said it's God manifested in the flesh. When the Holy Ghost comes in, that is God living inside of you. And so, the gift of God brings upon us sonship. And with sonship comes inheritance. We inherit everything that the kingdom of God represents and has to offer. That means that all power in heaven and in earth is at our access and that there's not an enemy that can prevail against us. The second gift that comes with the Holy Ghost is the power to become witnesses. Now we, we get a little nervous when we start talking about this. But when you entirely surrender yourself to the power of the Holy Ghost, the Bible said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. 
power to become witnesses. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that we become sideline saints. That doesn't mean that we take the gift that's been given to us and keep it to ourselves. Uh, you, you've heard me say this many times before, but there is, there is no revival in the upper room. The revival started when under the influence of the Holy Ghost, those 120 staggered out of the upper room into the street and began to witness to a world that had never seen what was happening in Jerusalem that day. The power of the Holy Ghost caused them to bring, be able to bring conversion on the first occasion to 3,000 souls. So I told you we'd get quiet when we start talking about this because most of us don't do it. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost is to be able to reach to somebody that needs deliverance. Somebody that needs healing. Somebody that needs salvation. Somebody that needs direction. The power of the Holy Ghost will come upon you to be a witness to say, I know a God that can deliver. I know a God that can heal. I know a God that can save. I know a God that can set free. I know a God that can restore. I know a God that can put your life back together. You want to know why I know? Because I've got the Holy Ghost and that same Holy Ghost uh, put my life back together. Put my family back together. Save my soul. Come on, somebody help me. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. So, the Bible is very clear. If you'll look with me in the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus chapter 40. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Exodus chapter 40 and verse 33. This is it when... Moses is setting up the tabernacle. And uh, they're down to the end of that process. And verse 33 said, And he reared up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Then, everybody say then. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode there on and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward into all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, 
Then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and the fire was on it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel, throughout all their journeys. Now, watch this. What happened was the tabernacle was filled with the glory of God after everything in it was consecrated. What we need in this hour for the glory of the Lord to fill the tabernacle is for everything in the tabernacle to become consecrated unto Him. What's that mean, preacher? That means to be separated unto Him. Committed to him and him alone. There was nothing in that tabernacle that was not set apart for the service of the Lord. I believe we're on the brink of something big. But I told you on Sunday in both services that I am convinced that the thing that's going to cause that to move forward is that we on an individual basis understand our responsibility to the kingdom. What's that mean, Bishop? That means I can't consecrate for you. You're going to have to consecrate your vessel on your own. Come on, if you want the glory of the Lord to fill this place so that when your sons and daughters walk into the the house of the Lord and they are filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, you're going to have to consecrate yourself, yourself to the cause of Christ. If you want God to heal and do miracles and signs and wonders, the glory of the Lord to fill this place in such a way, the Bible said that it fell in such a way that the minister could not minister because the glory of the Lord was so powerful. I'm telling you, I believe we're going to come to the day that when people walk through the door, it won't be to find a seat in the sanctuary, but they're going to find a place in the altar to seek God and consecrate themselves unto Him so that the glory of the Lord can take control of their life and fill their tabernacle. Everything was consecrated. I, I want to I wanna say something here. You're going to have to give yourself publicly to the consecration of the Lord. What do you mean, preacher? Jesus gave himself publicly to do the will of God and the Holy Ghost fell on him. He walks up to the bank of the river and John's baptizing. John looks up and he says, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. 
And it's at that moment that Jesus' life here on earth is no longer his. But as he steps into the waters of baptism, the Bible said that the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, descended like a dove. What are you saying, Bishop? It is time that we quit hiding in the shadows. It is time that we quit sitting back and waiting for somebody else to make the move. It is time that publicly we declare, I am ready to do the service of the Lord. I am not ashamed of who he is. I am not ashamed of what lives inside of me in the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to worship. I'm going to pray. I'm going to love. I'm going to give. I'm going to witness. Come on, somebody. It's time we declare publicly who we are and whose we are. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. The disciples yielded themselves to the will of God at Jerusalem. And the Holy Ghost fell on them. I'm not going to ask you right now to raise your hand. Give me an answer because you know the answer. How long has it been since you have let the Holy Ghost? I'm not talking about where you're in control. But I'm talking about where he's in control. You mean I can be in control and still speak in tongues? Yeah, you can. But when you get to the place that you, you know, those men that led that crew into the upper room, they came from every walk of life. And they walked away from that life to follow Jesus. And they gave up what was their identity and committed themselves to follow Jesus. And when they walked into that upper room, they weren't fishermen anymore. They weren't tax collectors anymore. Come on, somebody. They, they, they weren't lawyers anymore. They, they were, there were all kinds of representations there before they committed themselves to the Lord. But when they got in the presence of the Lord, the Holy Ghost fell because they were willing to give up their identity to identify with Jesus Christ and allow His will to be done in their life instead of their will. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Ghost that will transform you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. It will take what you used to be and cause it to be obliterated, cast under the blood of Jesus Christ, Give you a new vision and a new life. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. It's 
Scripture makes us to understand that power belongs to God. And He is the Holy Ghost. And if there is no presence of God, there is no power. Just like if there's no sun, there's no light or heat. And to be filled with power means to be filled with God. I, I, I know I'm not pastoring this church now. But I, I, I want you to know what is the will of God for this church. The will of God for this church is for everybody under the sound of my voice and even those that aren't here tonight that claim to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The will of God for this church is for you to have and gain an understanding that the power of the Holy Ghost that dwells inside of every one of you has the ability to produce the greatest move of God that the church has ever seen. You individually and collectively have the ability to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. To cast out devils in the name of Jesus. Are you hearing me right now? You individually with the Holy Ghost living inside of you have the ability to lay hands on somebody that doesn't have the Holy Ghost uh, and pray for them to receive the Holy Ghost and they will receive the Holy Ghost. We must know tonight that the power that dwells within us is unsurpassed. I said there's no greater power than the power of the Holy Ghost that dwells inside of you tonight. There is no foe. There is no sickness. There is no depression. Come on, somebody. There is no circumstance that is greater than the God that dwells inside of you. And when you allow yourself to be consecrated unto Him and committed unto Him, He will unleash His power out of you to reach a world that needs Him. power of the Holy Ghost the power of the Holy Ghost John chapter 14 John chapter 14 and verse 26 but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace. Everybody say peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, 
neither let it be afraid. Now I'm talking to you about the power of the Holy Ghost. And I want you to listen very closely. I want you to get this. The Holy Ghost doesn't give comfort. The Holy Ghost is comfort. You know, I know sometimes I get accused of being a little facetious. I don't understand that, but I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I, Brother Snow, I don't understand Holy Ghost-filled people that live in fear and worry. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to judge you. I'm trying to talk, tell you what the power of the Holy Ghost will do and is in you. He doesn't give you comfort. He is comfort. He doesn't give you peace. He is peace. Listen to me. I don't know about you, but I know about me. I'm telling you just knowing that he lives inside of me gives me all the peace that I need. I don't have to toss and turn at night and wonder if everything's going to be all right. I'm telling you, I know everything's going to be all right. If it don't turn out how I thought it should turn out, it's still going to be all right. You want to know why? Because I've got the power of the Holy Ghost inside of me. And He's in control. And He is peace. And He is comfort. And there's nothing that the enemy can do to steal that away. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, it's time to stop worrying. John chapter 16. Everybody all right? John chapter 16. Verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. <laughs> Did you hear what I just read to you? You, you want to know? You want to know what you do? You want to know what you do when you take things upon yourself that you're not supposed to take upon yourself? You, you, you want to know what you do to the Lord when you, when you bear things that you're not supposed to bear and you carry things that you're not supposed to carry? Are you ready? Are you ready? Look, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. 
and verse 30. Listen to it. Paul's writing to the church, and this is what he says. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. I'm still talking to you about the power of the Holy Ghost. He said, don't you grieve God by taking things on you that you don't need to take on you. He's your peace. He's your comfort. He's your strength. He's your, come on. And it's not just for today. And it's not just for tomorrow. He said, you're sealed by the power of the Holy Ghost until the day of redemption. Come on, somebody. I'm not talking about being saved in this world. I'm talking about being saved from this world. He said, if you'll just let my Holy Ghost do what my Holy Ghost does, it'll keep you until I come to get you and take you home with me. Come on, somebody praise him for the power of the Holy Ghost. To be filled with the power means to be filled with God. The Holy Ghost, it's a comforter and it's a teacher. John chapter 16 and verse 13. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now, what's that, what's that telling us? Well, this is what he said. The spirit of truth is come, and he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Ghost, the scripture said, will teach you all things. You know, preacher, I, I'm in a real jam here. I don't know what to do. Ah, let me tell you what to do. You ready? Just get somewhere. Consecrate yourself unto God. And the glory of God's going to show up when you consecrate yourself unto God. And he's about to teach you through the power of the Holy Ghost what you need to do. Oh, that sounds, that sounds too easy, preacher. It is. It is. You, you know, this, this is the thing that so many people get in trouble with. In trying to live for God. Is that they try to be supermen and superwomen. What's, what's what the Lord said? He said, Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you. Take my upon you, for my yoke is. And my burden is, let me tell you what you get in the power of the Holy Ghost. He takes your burden, 
He takes your burden and gives you his. He said, I'll take your heavy load and I'll give you something that you can handle. And when I give you something that you can handle, I'll give you the power of the Holy Ghost that'll help you be able to handle what I gave you to handle. What kind of a deal is that? He's going to take my burden. He's going to take my cares. He's going to take my troubles. And he's going to give me peace. And he's going to give me comfort. And he's going to take my burden. And he's going to carry it and give me something I can handle. Everybody all right? First John 2, verse 20. But ye, everybody say, that's me. But ye have an unction. You know what that is? From the Holy One. And ye know all things. See, you didn't know you were a know-it-all, did you? Well, some of you did That was parents' chance to say amen. (laughs) Teenagers. He said, ye have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. What's that mean? That means when you need to know it, the power of the Holy Ghost will give it to you to be able to understand and get through where you are and what you're going through. Now, if we truly believe this, we truly believe what the Lord said. You see, the sphere of His teaching is is all truth and not speculations of men. The, the, The anointing of His presence rests on our spirits and gives us understanding of the things needful for us to know. He told his disciples they were all they were all worried, fearful. Lord, you, you want us to go witness, you want us to go preach, you want us to go tell the world. What are we going to say? He said, don't you worry about that. He said, don't even worry about having any money in your pocket. He said, you just go where I send you. And when you need to know, I'll put the words in your mouth. And I'll tell you just exactly what you need to say. Oh, I don't know about that, preacher. That's kind of losing control. Exactly. That's the issue in the 21st century. We're control freaks. And you can't be a control freak in the kingdom of God. You've got to be willing to give up your will and give up your thought mentality and say, God, whatever you need me to do, lead me and guide me with the Holy Ghost and I'll follow the leading of your spirit. Listen, His spirit won't get you in trouble. 
His spirit won't desert you in the midst of circumstances. His spirit is going to be there to help you be a witness and let the world know it's not me. It's not you. It's the God that lives inside of me that's going to bring the answer. Only one way to the truth of God and the Holy Ghost will guide us to it. Are, are you getting this yet? Are you understanding the weapon that you have and the power of the Holy Ghost? How do I get to God? It's easy. Just consecrate yourself unto the Lord. The Holy Ghost will show up and He'll lead you right where you need to go. Now that's too simple. That's too simple, Bishop. I, I don't know. I, I'm just telling you what the Word says. You, you argue with Him. But I'm telling you that the Spirit of the Lord that lives inside of you is able to get you through anything that you're going through if you'll lay down your, the way you think it ought to work out and trust Him. Everybody say the power. Of the Holy Ghost. There's something else that comes with the Spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. The law of the spirit of life in Christ is that Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. The power of the Holy Ghost breaks the fetters of fear and delivers from bondage of the love of sin and the slavery of worldly mindedness. When the spirit is in control, you are not tethered to this world. You are not tethered to its systems. When the power of the Holy Ghost is operating in you and your vessel is consecrated to God, there is not one thing in this world that will you will tie yourself to. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Say, well, you know, Bishop, I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that. Okay, understand. We all get in those places where we struggle with stuff. But the answer is not to tie yourself to it. The answer is to consecrate, you get in that place of consecration again under the Lord and consecrate your vessel unto Him and watch. He's going to set you free from that tether. Because the Word says, and you can't change the Word, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That's what it says. 
You, you, can't, you can't argue that. That's what it says. So if I want to be free, doesn't it just make sense that if I get the Spirit of God in control, I'm going to be free? I, look, I know this is kindergarten stuff. pastor will be back on Sunday, but I, I want you to listen to me. There's too many of you that are struggling with stuff that you don't have to struggle with because you've got the power of the Holy Ghost. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. Here's something else that we get with the power of the Holy Ghost. And hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Well, what's that mean, preacher? Well, Scripture said this, the fruit of the Spirit is love. So, fruit is the outcome of fullness. Let me say it again. Fruit is the outcome of of fullness. In a few days, I'll get out my rototiller and I'll turn over my garden and I'll throw a few seeds in there, maybe a few plants, and about June or July, I'll get the fruit of what I put in the ground. It'll show up. So what do you mean, Bishop? I want you to understand something. I want you to understand how important the power of the Holy Ghost is in your life. Because the Holy Ghost will produce the love of God in our hearts. And it will make us love the unlovable. It will make us love the things of the kingdom. Come on. The scripture said you will know them by the fruit that they bear. How do I get fruit? You get the love of God in your heart. And if you get the love of God in your heart, you will produce the fruit that the love of God produces. How do I do that? Through being filled full with the Holy Ghost. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, you can't help but be full of the love of God because God is love and the Holy Ghost is God. love of God we must see our trials and our afflictions and successes in the light of the love of God and then we find out something else about the Holy Ghost Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 the scripture makes us understand that the Holy Ghost will make us an intercessor now I'm going to tell you that what's going to perpetuate the moving of God in this last day is the spirit of intercession in the church. And the only way that the spirit of intercession will manifest is for us individually and collectively to become full of the Holy Ghost. To walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. Watch, watch the word. 
the scripture said, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And look at verse 27. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Listen to me, church. The Holy Ghost doesn't help our sins. But it helps our infirmities. He intercedes within us and for us according to the will of God. Somebody said, you know, I spoke in tongues 20 years ago and that's enough for me. No, it's not. No, it's not. I know it's kind of my candy stick and I use it a lot, but it's the scripture. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done. But through his mercy, God saved us. By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Hear me, apostolic saint of God. You need the Holy Ghost every day. Come on, praise him just a minute. We need to believe God for that. We need the Holy Ghost every day, every day, every day. Young people, you need to pray until the Holy Ghost prays out of you every day. Mom and dad, you need to pray. Come on, you need to consecrate your vessel until the Holy Ghost prays out of you every day. Well, Bishop... Does the Bible say we need to speak in tongues every day? No, but it says we need to be renewed every day. It says we're renewed day by day. Come on, somebody. I want you to know something. When you wake up in the morning, you're going to face a fresh enemy. And you got to make up your mind. There's nothing inside of you that's operating except the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because there's power in the Holy Ghost that will defeat every enemy that tries to present itself to you on a daily basis. Somebody thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. He intercedes. Brother Snow, when I get frustrated or confused, I'm not sure just exactly how to pray about a circumstance or situation. I could just slip into that prayer closet somewhere and just pray until the Holy Ghost takes over. Say, don't you care what it's saying? Absolutely not. The Bible said he's praying for me. I said he's interceding for me. I said he's interceding for you. You want to know what you've got in the Holy Ghost? You've got an intercessor that when you don't know what to pray, you don't know how to pray, 
Come on. The Holy Ghost inside of you will pray out of you. Come on. You're going to be praying for people you don't know you're praying for. You're going to be praying for circumstances you don't know you're praying for. Because it's the God of all glory. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. The intercessor inside of you that's interceding. Do you know how blessed you are for the Holy Ghost to pray through you? Sister Snow, you can be in that prayer room, in that place where you pray, and the Holy Ghost will intercede for that family in India that you need God to touch. It doesn't matter. The Holy Ghost is not restricted by time or space. So, you know, Bishop, I, I, I got this situation. I, I got some family that I, I don't know how to pray. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to ask. Oh, that's real easy. I said that's real easy. You just get in that place, consecrate yourself unto God, get everything out of the way, get all the distractions out of the way, get in the presence of the Lord and begin to pray and the Holy Ghost will kick in. I said the Holy Ghost will kick in. The Holy Ghost will kick in. The Holy Ghost will begin to intercede and begin to pray something that you won't even know how to pray. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. I think sometimes we, we sell it short. We don't realize what we have. Something else that the Holy Ghost does. Power of the Holy Ghost, that is. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. Watch what the scripture says. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. The power of the Holy Ghost maintains communion. He said, the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you. The Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost keeps us in fellowship. There can be no fellowship or communion if the Holy Ghost is grieved. And I'm about done. Here's, here's the fun one. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 19. The power of the Holy Ghost. But it will come to you shortly if the Lord will and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. But the power. I said the power. The power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in All true witness bearing must be in the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not your words, but your power that bears witness. 
The scripture said, until you be endued with power from on high. If the apostles needed it, so do we. Listen, you're not some puny, little, nothing, nobody. You're not some insignificant, powerless human being. If you've got the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is in control. These signs shall follow them that believe. You can't be a believer and not have the Holy Ghost. Oh, now wait a minute, preacher. I said these signs shall follow them that believe. Because what he says after that is impossible to do without the power of the Holy Ghost. They came back all disheveled, beat up, their clothes ripped off. Said, Jesus, what in the world? What happened? Tell you what happened. You didn't go in in the power of the Holy Ghost. And you got in trouble. (laughs) Hear me. Hear me. There's nothing that will present itself in your life. That the Holy Ghost is not capable, able, ready, and willing to handle for you. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not, not some, something you can plug and unplug and hit the breaker and turn it off. Nuh-uh. It's power that can't be put out. It's power. That can't be stopped. And it lives inside of the church of the living God. And it's waiting to be unleashed on a world that's lost without God. It's waiting to be unleashed on a crippled man or a blind man or a deaf man. Come on. It's waiting to be unleashed on a family that's headed for divorce court. And you begin to pray through the power of the Holy Ghost. And God restores it and brings it back. Stand with me. Two things. Two things left. It assures victory. I said it assures victory. This is what it says. You shall overcome because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You hear me, Pentecostal. You hear your bishop right now. Principalities, powers, And rulers of darkness of this world don't have a chance against the power of the Holy Ghost.
the last thing that the power of the Holy Ghost does is it pleases God. For you to let the power of the Holy Ghost prevail in your life and have its way, it pleases God. The only life worth living is a life that pleases God. Lift your hands right now to the Lord. Master God, in the name of Jesus Christ, help us to realize, God, the power of the Holy Ghost. God that lives in us. God that breathes in us. That keeps us alive. That gives us power over every enemy. That gives us power over sickness and disease. Depression, oh God. Oppression, oh God. Power of the Holy Ghost. God, that is the answer for the world lives in us. Help us to walk in that power. Unafraid, God, to see it manifested in the midst of this generation. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.